welcome to the Lafayette Libraries podcast. I'm Nora Zimmerman, Digital Repository Librarian, and today we'll be doing a deep dive into the new tools and services available from the Visual Resources Center. I'm delighted to be joined by Visual Resources Curator Sarah Beck. Sarah is appointed in the Art Department and at the Library. Welcome, Sarah. So to begin at the beginning, what is the VRC? So the VRC is the Visual Resources Center. And if we think about where VRCs kind of originated, it originated at a time when most images were coming from slides. So it was a repository for slides. It was a place for people to come and view them with specific technologies for that. But as we have kind of progressed past slides with digital images, with digitization, with our wonderful LDR, with the digital repository, Um, We have begun to rethink and reutilize the space to look at other ways in which to interface with visual media and cultural heritage. So coming out of the dark ages of the VRC as a slide-centered environment, what's your vision for it today and in the future? What I intend to make it and what I think it has become is this fun area for exploration and kind of seeing where we can meet technology and art together, as well as where history and culture and perhaps other sort of disciplines like computer science all have the space to exist in and kind of collaborate together. So this is located in the Williams Center for the Arts? Yes, so the locate it's located on the second floor of the Williams Center of the Arts. It is room 212. Um, It does require fob access, but it is one of those things that once you talk to me and I kind of run you through much of the equipment that we have in there, it's one of those things that we're able to organize fob access for folks so that way they're able to access that space whenever they would like. However, I'm generally in there, I would say at least 20 hours a week, and can be in there at any specific time with some heads up. So what sort of services and tools are offered there? There are different ways in which to explore in the VRC. So we have kind of standard digitization tools such as large format scanners and slide scanners. These will allow us to kind of work with more traditional images in a way to bring us into a more sort of technically minded mindset. We also have 3D printers. With a 3D model, we're able to create that 3D object. We have computers with a variety of software packages on them, such as Reality Capture, which is for photogrammetry. We have Blender, which is a free software for 3D modeling. Um, we are consistently investigating and looking to add more opportunities and softwares for people to be able to explore. Lastly, we have a photogrammetry setup in this space. So essentially what that entails is a camera, a Lazy Susan, and a light tent. And we have a very cool app that we are able to say, okay, here's our camera. We want you to rotate this Lazy Susan 25 times. And we press the button and it does this for us. We're able to use this to actually image 3D objects for use either in virtual reality or for use with the 3D printers. So we also have headsets. We have 18 VR headsets that folks can rent and use in that space, um, along with a very high-powered computer to run a high-quality VR game. 
So we have a variety of ways in which you can kind of interact with the resources that live there. What are some of your favorite projects that you've worked on there so far at the VRC? So I really love, as a photographer, I have an affinity towards the photogrammetry work. So I really do love using the photogrammetry setup we have, seeing folks' reaction as they see the model being created, because you're starting with these 2D images and ending with this 3D, much more tangible object, even if you're looking at it through VR. You feel like you can go with your hands and touch it. It, An example of this is currently I'm working with an FYS where we are photographing minerals and we are using the photogrammetry software to put these images together and creating 3D models of these minerals. These models will eventually end up on a Sketchfab website where the geology department will be able to share these models with their students, with other folks in the department, or even with outside collaborators. So that way folks are able to then utilize those minerals, those 3D models, either in a virtual setting in a VR headset, or they could also print it because those models can be used to work with 3D printers or with VR headsets. So who can use it? Can faculty, staff, anyone, students? VRC is open to everyone and anyone on campus. While it is in the arts building, it is a resource available to anyone in the Lafayette community. So folks are able to come in, they're able to work with me either to get trained up or to learn, and then they're able to come in and use this in a multifaceted way. Who are some of the collaborators that you'll meet in the VRC besides yourself? Sure. So we also have two visual resources techs. These are student employees who are familiar with the technology and kind of workflows that exist in that space. They're there to act as support for folks that want to use the VRC, as well as kind of exploring new technology that me as one person doesn't have the time or bandwidth in which to explore. So two of my VR techs, they're both looking at Unreal Engine, which is a gaming platform right now that we would use in conjunction with the VR. So they're working in terms of exploring these new technologies that we can then introduce to a greater body of people. Zoe, a mechanical engineering major, is one of several student technicians working at the VRC this fall. It just gives me a way to explore different topics and softwares that I would never have the opportunity to use or consider using. So it's very, very exciting to get to do that. The work is really interdisciplinary, helping students in art classes translate real-life works of art into a virtual space. Currently, I am learning how to use Unreal Engine 5. A professor teaches a class in VR, and the textures, because it's an art class, you want high-resolution textures. Currently, the software that they're using, they have to compress the textures, and they're not that good. So once I figure out getting them into Unreal Engine, the VR class will then be even better, because you'll be able to actually see all the fine detail that is put into this artwork. Many of the takeaways of this job so far have been practical, as much as they've been technological. I think it definitely has an impact, even if it's just time management, because I want to make sure to get all my schoolwork done and work as much as possible. So it just, it helps with the time management, but it also helps with problem solving. Now that I'm 
doing the Unreal Engine stuff on my own, I don't really have a professor to go to and be like, hey, this isn't working. And then they give me a solution of like, oh, that's why. I just have to sit there, okay, this isn't working. Why isn't it working? What error is it giving me? Look at the error. Try to fix it. Get another error. Go back and just keep redoing that process until I do find a solution, hopefully. Putting you on your own to figure out your own problems and not just have someone that you know you can always like just rely on to get the answer that you've been missing. So I think that's very helpful. She emphasized that students should feel welcome to just come and explore. Just walk in and check it out, like see what is available to you and then think about like the 3D printers now running. So maybe think about what could I possibly want to 3D print or do I have a project that would be really cool for some sort of school to use a VR headset in and do the project in VR or something like that. Just go there and see what is now available to you so that you can start thinking of things to be able to do there. And then possibilities are kind of endless. Faculty who are looking to include virtual reality or 3D modeling in their research, classes, and student assignments can find support from the VRC in the form of equipment, services, and consultation. Eric Hoopy, Assistant Professor of Art, uses virtual reality in his classes to provide an immersive learning experience for his students. The VRC is really the home for where we do all of our 3D modeling uh, and getting into forms of photogrammetry and photogrammetric uh, modeling of works of art and cultural heritage that students have been involved in. Uh, also thinking of the VRC as a space that is an extension of our classroom. In many of my classes, I have a digital component to begin trying to think about how digital literacy can be implemented in humanities classrooms across the board. Uh, so having specific assignments that bring students to the VRC where they're working directly with Sarah or with me uh, and, you know, trying their, their hand, at least, at these different, uh, these different technologies that we have at our disposal. I think we're always trying to adapt our courses to meet, you know, both kind of the needs of our students, but then also what the needs of our, of our field is. And right now, I think we're at this inflection point in art history where we're thinking about how technology can be, you know, more better integrated into the way that we do our research and, as an extension, how we teach it. So, Giving students that you know that skill set, I think, is really important, and also giving them the opportunity to think about our discipline, how we do art history, in many different ways. So, for example, I have a thesis student right now who you've worked with as, as well, Sarah Caitlin Carr, is amazing and, and doing really interesting work, and has really come to art history from this digital perspective and is now writing a digital art history thesis, which I believe will be the first in, in our department, and then wants to go on to graduate school in digital art history. So I think she wouldn't have had that opportunity if we didn't expose her <laughs> to, to this, right? Uh, and the VRC is a really important place for that experimentation. As for the future, Dr. Hoopy envisions students and faculty honing their skills and perhaps investing in additional related technologies. We've talked about LiDAR scanning and how that can be used and, and worked into our photogrammetric modeling. Uh, we could think about 3D printing of cultural heritage uh, uh, objects and getting you know, maybe other types of 3D printers besides just a, you know, a filament printer. We can get a resin printer or a color printer. Uh, 
could be really awesome. And then we're thinking about ways that we could structure projects that could harness that technology. For instance, in Professor Sinkovich's Byzantine class this semester, uh, students worked with Sarah and recreated Byzantine objects, 3D printed them. One student thought about how these works were originally painted and polychromed. So they physically did that with paint, but you could do that in a 3D software system and then have that 3D printed. Interested in learning more or getting involved at the VRC? Stop by room 212 at the Williams Center for the Arts or email Sarah at becks at lafayette.edu. That's all for this episode of the Lafayette Libraries podcast. Thanks so much for listening and have a wonderful winter break. 